What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks everyone for joining. This is the Diverse Podcast. My name is Toby and I'm here with Theo Faulkner. So thanks for joining Theo. Theo is graduating next year with a degree in business and econ. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show, Theo. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, man. Great, great. We were just chatting about Arsenal. Unfortunately, uh, they got knocked out <laughs> of the Europa League in the semi-final last night. So we're, we're a bit down in the dumps today. So this is going to be a sad episode probably. But um, we do have some good news because you've landed a role, so we can at least be positive about that. So why don't you give a little bit of background as to uh, yourself and the opportunity you've landed as well. Cool. So I'll start with myself. So as you said, my name is Theo, um, second year student at uh, Nottingham Trenton University. And yeah, as I said, studying econ and business. Uh, what do I like to do? I like to play basketball, you know, uh, watch football, as you know, Arsenal fan. Uh, what else do I like to do? I'm a nice. trainer as well, so I, I'm, okay. yeah, I've been, I'm kind of, I, I consider it a project because I've been working on it for a couple of years now and every day just making progress on that and yeah, I'm just cool guy, chilling. I you like know. it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I can see why they hired you already. So tell me about where you're going to be working. What's, what's the job as well? And we'll get into the, the application process after that. After that. So ProSapien is, oh, Pro, I hope I'm not saying it wrong, ProSapien, sorry is the company that uh, have hired me for the summer internship. And it's a company that kind of specialise in connecting um, clients with experts in various fields. Um, I think there was there is a big focus on the forex industry um, in the company, but they do offer other, other services from other industries as well. And for me personally, I'm a forex guy. As I mentioned, I'm a trader. So that was kind of my, my instant appeal. That's why I applied for it in, in the first place, because of that relationship but then I kind of realized that this company is a, a really young company is a startup um obviously they believe in diversity uh, can't say the word diversification <laughs> and, and whatnot yeah. and it, they really proved it in their um in the hiring process which I'll kind of touch on in a little bit um but yeah uh they weren't the first company I applied for I, I had felt like 16 or 17 times I'll be honest that like I applied for a lot of companies but this, I think I did get quite lucky getting this company in particular, just because of the the vibe, I suppose the vibe I get from the people over FaceTime at least, um, not FaceTime, over Zoom. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's you a, didn't get lucky. You did your thing. You did well in the process and they uh, they, they hired you because of that. So, um, and yeah, so straight away, you've already given a, a good piece of advice there. Like you were getting involved in investing in trading and that's something you, I guess you brought up in the, the process. Yeah. And I think sometimes people forget this. It's like you can get experience doing things that are going to be relevant in the job that you want to go for. And yeah. that can be a differentiator on your on your CV. You know, that that could work even better than getting an internship. Right. Yeah. So that's the first sort of um, nugget you've shared already to, to be mindful of. And uh, do you know what you'll be doing in the actual role? Do you have, what's the name of the title and that kind of thing? Um, so in terms of the name of the title, I'm kind of just like a, uh, a connector, so like an advisor um, for 
the people that suffer the clients, uh, for example. So the clients will come to me, I'm assuming, come to me asking for a certain um, professional in a certain field. Mm-hmm. And it'll be my, my job to kind of match the personalities and the skills required in order to kind of create the best relationship and help the client at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's quite basic, but I'm sure as I get more information and more details, I'll be able to give a better answer. Um, yeah, it yeah. obviously on paper it doesn't seem super interesting, but I feel like once I'm in the in the role working with all these young people, I think it's going to be quite a quite an experience. Yeah, no, I think there's um, so funnily <laughs> enough, I actually used to do this job, <laughs> not not for them, but I used to work for a company called Alpha Sites, okay. um, who are another expert network. That's the industry we're talking about. And so, for anyone who's not too familiar with the industry, you've kind of got um, as this funny world where you've got consulting for consultants, which is a bit mad, but it's a, a massive industry. Um, so there's investment banks, there's private equity firms, there's consultancies, there's corporates now. Before they make a move, so before they make an investment or a business decision or, or a, a move into a new sector, they like to get as much information as possible before they, they do that. And one, what better way to do that than to speak to someone who is an industry expert who's worked there for all their life. Um, and you can actually have a phone call with them. You can sit down and have a business meeting. You can get them to advise you throughout the project process of the project. And um, so, yeah, it's a great opportunity for them. So they go to companies like ProSapient and Alpha Sites and so on and say to them, or for example, I used to work on projects like African uh, biscuit industry. So they would go to me and they said, Toby, we want to invest in the African biscuit space um but we don't know what we're doing so <laughs> you need to find an expert in nigeria in ghana in cameroon or whatever so i would like research the industry kind of get an understanding of the trends you know who the big players are in the market like what's going down and then you try and find people who have experience in those those industries and then you connect them up to your client for like you know meetings phone calls that kind of thing You're so it's it way more. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've done, it, I've done it for a year. So, and I think this is an important thing to to note. Like, often you see a job description and you think one thing, and I think employers maybe don't always see the best job of explaining roles in the job description. This is one thing I'm trying to trying to change, um, because then once you do it for a bit, you understand it on a much more deeper level. And I think that's one thing we can help people do as well. Is like explain what goes on in these these jobs but i think it's an incredible uh job to land at the early part of your career for me it it was my inflection point with my career i went from maybe doing like 50 applications for my placement you know lots of rejections struggling there and then i got this role in in alpha sites and i performed well in terms of sales and that taught me how to sell which is so valuable yeah (laughs) learn a lot about business and then from there you've got a great role in your cv to, to do whatever you want to do after that and you get to learn about so many industries i did like african biscuits i did like uh submarines you know sports tech so it's, it's fascinating stuff but let, let's dive into the application process then so what was that like um what take me through each steps and let's see how you kind of did uh, through each stage like what did you do well um okay. what, what did you learn yeah let's right. dive into that um, just before I get into that, I just want to say it was a little while ago, so if the facts are a bit jaggedy, um, then <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, I think it was a traditional introduction, so like just submitting my CV to the company. Um, 
but what they um what they do i think they have a program on their side where they get rid of the name and kind of like any like ethnic or any cultural or religious information and they call this a blind test which i thought was really interesting as well um so yeah just submit the cv and i think they must they must have liked what they saw there um then it was a phone call uh, and just on that theory, how, how did you feel about that? So, so you know, it's it's blind, and obviously they're doing that to try and remove any kind of bias because every every human we've got our own sort of biases. So, did you feel that was really good, or it didn't cross your mind? What what were your thoughts on that? I think for like the the, the average person, I think it's a really good thing. Um, I think for someone who's got their CV kind of aesthetically and like content wise really good i think it doesn't really make a, a big difference in my opinion but i think for, for overall i think it is something that definitely needs to be encouraged more with more companies um so yeah i, I did really appreciate that um so should i go on to the next yeah, stage? Yeah. yeah yeah okay so the next stage was kind of a, a phone call and it was just essentially them getting a bit more information about me um where i'm based right now as well because i'm in nottingham right now um, just kind of getting some information about my availability for the job and just getting to know me a little bit more. Um, with that, they were asking questions like, what do you know about the expert industry? And I'll be honest, I didn't know much, but I did some prior research just to understand like, it's about connecting a client with a professional, essentially. And we're essentially the, the middleman or middlewoman in the situation, but obviously with a level to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was a, an interesting phone call because when they told me on the phone call that the average age of the company was 26, that was another thing that I was like, yo, this is, this company is a little bit different to the rest, you know what I mean? It's a little bit different. Yeah. And that kind of gave me a bit of a boost and some encouragement because obviously any company I get, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. But if I can kind of like tailor my choice, I would like to work with younger people. And the fact that that was an opportunity for me, it was really encouraging. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That that appealed to me as well. It's it's quite a fun, fast-moving industry, very sociable. Um, and this is like will be your. It's like a graduate program essentially, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of that's pretty ideal for a placement or a graduate scheme. So let let's go look at your um, your CV then. So do you have any tips for anyone there that's applying to ProSapien or anywhere else? What did, what did you do well with your CV? So I'll start with the aesthetics. Uh... There's a lot of websites and a lot of um, like templates you can either download or copy or get the inspiration from. Use a template that kind of minimizes the amount of words on the page, but maximizes the amount of content on them. And I know it's kind of vague, but like it's literally what I'm saying is what what my you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, try and minimize the words, make it only include the very 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 best bits about you. Um, and for example, one bit that I included was that I'm currently trading and my prior experience, those are the bits I highlighted the most, just because I knew that ProSapient would appreciate those qualities over me loving basketball, for example. Mm. So it's kind of just about prioritizing uh, in that sense. Um, So that's, I guess that's aesthetics. Um, In terms of content as well, uh, don't, you don't really need to pay for things. I've, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people and a lot of my friends, they pay either for services to write the CV for them or I suppose getting certificates in certain areas. There's a lot of opportunities out there for for free that you know you should you should and can take advantage of. And one example I'll give you is ED. I think it's EDX, and is a, a 
a, a range of programs and um, opportunities hosted by Harvard and MIT, and it's, it's free. And it's essentially like a, a short course on any, basically any field you want. And it's and they give you a certificate and um, and proof of the certificate, and you can put that on your CV. And you've literally got Harvard and MIT on your CV. So you know that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a great nugget. And I love that because there's literally no excuse. You know, it's an online course. You know, Google has their courses as well. Anyone can go and do them. It just takes a bit of time. But, you know, no excuses for not having something like that on your CV if you need it. And I liked what you said as well before that about being kind of ruthless with what you put on your CV. The way you, I think you should think about it is like it needs to earn its way onto the page. Like, yeah. is, is it going to get you the job or not? And if it's not, if it's not bringing enough value to the table, leave it out. Because the funny thing is, like, the more content you put onto the page, and I don't love this, but sometimes it's multiple pages, um, the harder it is for me as the recruiter or the employer to figure out the key bits of information that's actually going to get you the job. You know, usually, yeah. especially early career roles, there's only a few factors in there that's going to mean, yeah, this person needs to come to the interview. So focus on the things that really move the needle that can kind of get you get you the job. So, yeah, that's that's brilliant advice. And uh, and let, let's go through then to the interview stage, so the phone interview. How did that go? What, what sort of... Um, questions do you think you did well on did, did you prepare well with the lots of research and yeah any tips on the on the interview there okay so i'll go with what i remember so um i remember it was it was quite a, a relaxed interview which isn't always the case um but yeah it was quite a relaxed interview uh i remember them asking questions just uh, basically about me and my uh, some information about me uh following up on some of the things i put on my cv as well so that kind of goes back to the point that what is on your cv actually matters Mm. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, in terms of the actual job itself, they were asking questions like, um, "How are you working with young people?" So obviously, me as a uni student, I'm around, or obviously COVID as well, but I'm around young people all the time anyway. Mm. So that was kind of just a given. Um, they're asking quite a few technical questions as well. So like, what do you consider in terms of mathematics? How would you consider yourself um, compared to other people? Obviously, it wasn't all set up, but like just that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of questions just kind of just getting some information about me and just like trying to understand my suitability for the role. Um, and I guess they, they, they like me, so um, they invited me to the uh, what's the stage called? It was like a, a video, like a video conference assessment center, yeah, that's the one, o right? online assessment center, yeah, yeah. And um, there was like 30 people there, and they were and they told us at the start we're only taking seven. Um, no, sorry, at the end they told us they only taken seven. Wow. And what they did was they put us in groups of three. So it was myself and two two women. And um, they gave us loads of tasks to do. Oh, no, no, two or three tasks to do, but they were really, really detailed. And there was a person in the in the call with us who was essentially just assessing us and just understanding how we work with other people. Do we, are we overbearing? Are we quiet? Are we timid? So it was it was quite, yeah, it was quite daunting having them in the chat, but it was, I, I can understand why. Um, and there's a lot of mathematical problems and kind of just um, assessing suitability as well, because that's kind of my role. Um, assessing suitability when it comes to clients and um, professionals. And I think they just liked the fact that I wasn't, I think it was just a combination of not being too overbearing, but also not letting other people just do all the work for me. 
And I think, yeah, I, I, we the the I was kind of lucky with the two people I got as well because they were quite just relaxed and nice people as well. And I think they both got the job as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so I, I, our team did pretty well. Um, but yeah, we we yeah yeah we did pretty well. One thing I will say before like before questions is that what I did really like is that 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 was the first time I did actually see my face, like at that stage because of the um, I think it's called blind trials that they were doing. And I think that really encouraged, and you notice the people in the actual, um, in the assessment center, you could notice there was a lot of different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different cultures, and you could tell that that's the result of doing this blind test. And I thought that was quite interesting as well. Yeah, yeah I know that's brilliant. Over the place yeah. there, but. No, no, that, that's good stuff. Like that's brilliant to know for the employers listening as well, you know, why do we need to have names and um, cultural identities and applications? You know, let's make it as blind as we can. And then only at the assessment or whatever, you, you've got the opportunity to actually see the person. So it's, just, it's a great way to get rid of some bias. And clearly it's led to an increase in, in diversity, which is which is what we love. So yeah, that, that's, that's good to know. And, and so in the assessment center, you were mindful of uh, not being too overbearing, but obviously making sure you get heard and I think um, you know one thing you touched on is that there were three of you in your team and all of you got the job and yeah. this is so important to remember like you're not competing with uh, everyone that you're in the assessment centre with necessarily like you might be going for different roles and they might hire all of you so you want to bring each other up together and like exactly. bounce off each other so Theo comes up with an idea and I like build on that and add to it or I come up with an idea, but Theo thinks something else is the best way to go, mm-hmm. then I can agree with him. Like, that's kind of what it's all about. Um, and if anyone's a little bit quiet, you know, get them involved in the conversation. Yeah. It's all about being inclusive and helping each other out. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's good stuff then. So, um, interesting. So you've done well with the assessment. And then is that, that's the final stage then? Were you yeah. offered the job right after that? Um, yeah, so it was, after that, there's a little bit of contract um, information and just kind of re-clarification of what's on the roll and if I'm 100% ready to do it. But other than, there was no like extra testing after that. So, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you mentioned earlier on that you were dealing with some rejection up until this point. <laughs> so yeah. let's let's talk about that. What was that like? What were you going through there? Uh, yeah, tell me about that. So I'll start with the, the the tools that I actually use to apply and get this get like get opportunities even apply. Um, so LinkedIn was super important for me. Um, Glasshouse and Indeed, those are my my big three. Um, Glassdoor, Glassdoor. Yeah. Oh yeah, Gla- yeah. Um, Glass. Yeah, Glassdoor. So not Glasshouse. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So the the a lot of the processes were quite similar. So you submit your CV to this website, and then within a week or two, you get a response. I say about sixty or seventy percent of the time, I got through that stage, and I think I was due to my CV just being okay. Mm-hmm. But then they took. Then it was like a, it was quite. It was like a robotic online mathematics and like reasoning testing kind of thing that they had a student that they had me doing a lot of the time. And I, I would say I'm pretty good at math, and I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty decent at reasoning. Um, but these tests were just so weird. They just felt so mechanical and like I was, you had to watch a video and then answer questions about the video and then like 25 minutes on, you're still answering questions about the same video that you watched 25 minutes ago. And it was just really weird. I just didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel engaged. And when I'm not engaged, I'm not performing at my optimal. 
And when I'm on the phone to somebody or I'm on a, a call with somebody, I feel like I'm able to perform at my best because I know that there's someone watching me. Um, so I feel I feel like that lack of in person that what's the word in person that sort of personal touch not not yeah. having a yeah yeah I feel like I I struggled the most with those um, type of tests and I think if I had my if I did some numbers behind it that, those would have been the tests I felt the most um, but in terms of dealing with those failures the first couple they did hit me because like I felt like I was just gonna be doing this for for months looking for for an internship for months. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't even know if I wanted one because I wanted to have a fun summer, just do my thing. But like, obviously you need the money, you need the experience. Uh, but with that, uh, the first couple, as I said, they were bad, they were dealt with badly. But after a while, I just felt like, this is just how it is, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And I have to credit my mum with that as well, because I, personally, I just went, so I was like, this is not for me, I just want to just chill out. But my mum pushing me, she kept like saying, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And yeah, that's that's what really got me over there, as I say. So shout out yeah. to mum. <laughs> shout out to mum. Shout out to mum for me as well. I mean, that that's great. You're lucky you've got got someone like that to keep pushing you and uh, moving you forward. That's all what it's all about. And having a really good circle, you know, of friends and family to support you. I think yeah. too often we we try and go through these things by ourselves. And you know, getting a job is a big deal. Like it's not easy to do. It's a big challenge. So you know, as friends, can you help each other out and look for jobs? together and like give each other tips and practice interview together and then you know share your experiences with your family as well and you know your parents might have uh you know have some good advice for you as well and, and words of encouragement clearly as well so what what would you say now that you've kind of got over um over that what would you say to someone now um going through rejection what, what would be your thoughts on how they can kind of deal with that better um so the first thing i say to them is to kind of do some self-reflection as well but um, A, in terms of what's on your CV, how you present yourself online in terms of LinkedIn and how many connections you have and how much effort and time you put into that. What resources are you using in terms of Indeed, Glassdoor, uh, as I said, LinkedIn as well. Um, even if you're in uni, you can use your employability team as well. Uh, so that's kind of the self-reflection bit. But in terms of the, the biases and the potential um, thing, the forces against you, we'll say, um, there's not really much you can do there right now. It's not something that's really in your control, so you just have to keep going. And I know it's not really the best advice, but it's just something that my mom told me, and it, it, I guess it works. So that's kind of the message I put on. Um, but even speaking uh, on on having people around you, like my mom, for example, um, having a a network of people, it could be your friends, family, um, associates, whoever, having a, a core circle around you that actually want to push you to your goals and kind of understand where you are as a person. I think that does really help as well. And obviously not trying to get too deep, but that's just kind of how it is for me. Like having people around me, like my friends um, and my mom as well, like it does really help. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, that's that's the thing, really. You never know what's going to be through the next door that you knock on, you know, and mm. you, you only need one job. So it's like, like you all said, you just got to keep going on to the next one. And, you know, eventually, eventually you'll get there. Um, was there any resources or any advice that I gave you that made a difference in terms of, because you had the inflection point as well from rejection to now yeah. turn it around. So, or, or if not, you know, what, what other resources could we provide to, to help out? But yeah, it was anything we, we did to, to have a positive impact, do you think? Yeah, so you really helped with my CV. I remember our conversation. That was um, 
looking back at my CV before we spoke, it was very A4 essay looking. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. I'll be honest. Um, you, you kind of helped me clean it up, emphasize certain points as well. I think we were talking about. Um, Actually, no, I, don't, I honestly don't remember. But we were talking about um, certain points on my CV that needed like extra um, improvements as well, kind of putting certain things at the top of my CV so they're just quick and easy to read. And we were talking, I don't know if it was you particularly, but we were talking about how as you read something, I just as a person, the interest just slowly goes down. Mm. So kind of having the best bits at the, at the forefront of your CV, that was super important. But then as well as that, having a little bit of the end that kind of just, not summarizes, but just kind of, is that like your final selling point because that's also quite a, a an important bit of your cv so i through you at least i kind of realized there's a lot of psychology behind this whole hiring process it's not just here's my cv do i get a job there's a lot of psychology and it's kind of a game i realized as well really it's kind of a little bit of a game but obviously a very important game to play yeah and that that's life for you right i mean you know there there is an applicant tracking system that reviews cvs for some companies and what it what it does essentially is is use ai to see okay these are the terms and and keywords that they've got in their cv how well does that match with the job description mm-hmm. so you know some employers use that um to try and assess candidates but ultimately yeah you've got a human on the other side of that sheet of paper that is just going to look at it for literally four, five seconds, yeah. scan through and say, yeah, I reckon they could do the job. Let's have a chat to them. That, that is literally what we're talking about. It's not a, you know, I remember yours was, was probably a little bit wordy. You know, you had some longer sentences and that kind of yeah. thing. And it's just like, for me to have to read that it would take me ages, you know, yeah. and you've kind of just got to be mindful of that, empl- that recruiter or, or whoever is going to have lots to do, you know, and they might have, um 50 cvs 100 cvs to go through and they haven't got the time quite frankly to be like reading line by line they want to pick it up and go yes you've done sales you've got sales experience those are the key skills and those are the skills that are mentioned in the job description i want to see what you've done what you've achieved what skills that's given you and i understand the job description i can see those link up the other thing i think i mentioned was quantifying your results so rather than saying oh, I did this in sales, I was responsible for this and I was able to hit my, exceed my sales targets by 5%. You know, I sold over X thousand of this product per month. You know, for someone, think about how that sounds versus, oh, I've got excellent sales skills. You know, I just read to me skill uh, CVs and they say, excellent teamwork and excellent collaborate and excellent sales. And it's like, anyone can say that. So why should I believe you as a recruiter? Whereas when I can quickly scan and see numbers, numbers don't lie, you know, check the scoreboard, that's the line, right? So as soon as I, as soon as I see the numbers, I can say, okay, that's tangible in my head. You can do the role. Um, Yeah. So, so quantify your results to the point, be be ready, specific and tangible and just help out the recruiter. You know, they're going to be skimming through in five seconds and make sure you get your your key message uh, on there nice and clearly. So, yeah, I think that's you've given some really good advice and uh, ho- hopefully people now understand that application process and how to get that role. Um, any any other thoughts for kind of employers? So we, we've touched on it briefly. The blind element I like a lot. So obviously, you know, this is the diverse podcast. What what we try and do um, is, is obviously have a diverse range of people that we have on this podcast who've been successful like you have in the early part of their careers and young professionals. 
um, and employers as well and entrepreneurs. So while I'm on that subject, do hit the subscribe button uh, so you can so you can keep this coming, keep us going, mm-hmm. and uh, and do and do go over to wearediverse.io to sign up if you're looking for an early career role as well. We've got lots of free resources um, and job opportunities as well. But from a, an employer's perspective, um, I, I love the the blind element to get rid of that bias, obviously. Mm-hmm. And from from a pro sapping, it looks like they're really focused on the benefits of working there in terms of the environment, the social aspect, and so on. Um, so I, what I want to know from you is any other thoughts on what employers can do better to attract someone like yourself, um, either with their application process or how they talk about themselves online or on social media. Like, what 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 would you think um, when you were deciding how to, where to apply? and to make sure that is a, an inclusive place as well. What kind of things would you be looking for and what would you want to see from employers, do you think, and how they, could they support better? So what am I looking for from employers? I'm looking for a workplace that is both challenging for myself. I think that's the first thing for me. And when I say challenging, I don't mean just hard laborers work all the time. I'm talking about work that I actually enjoy, but it is it's pushing me and I'm, I'm doing this internship for an actual reason. Um, so that's like the primary thing for me is that it's a challenge. Uh, second, uh, the second point I want to make is um, the social aspect of the of the job does need to kind of not tailor for me, but it does need to kind of suit me. If that makes sense, I don't really want to work in an office where I'm not able to communicate with people the way I do and I can. And obviously that's something that I could work on myself, but it is something that I feel like an employer should have a, a role in as well. Um, what else do I look for? Obviously, I look for diversity as well because I don't want to have to fight an uphill battle as soon as I submit my CV because I'm, I'm why? Like, why do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, is yeah, we, yeah, we could talk about that all day, honestly. But uh, what else do I look for? I look for an employer that's got ambition as well. Um, so an employer that you can see that if you look at the social media, for example, you can see the progress as a company that they've made. And I don't know, I just feel like being in an environment where there's constant growth, A, helps me as a person because I'm always trying to grow. Um, but B, it just means that I'm actually doing some meaningful work and it's not just like a flat line, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, so those are my three kind of main go-to. So looking for, diver- or for I suppose, um, a challenge, um, diversity, uh, a good social space, and a good trend in terms of uh, positivity in the company, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. And a lot of what I'm hearing as well, if I'm an employer now, I'm thinking if I'm going to be marketing my roles, obviously you need to bring to life the the challenges that it's going to um, involve and the skills that will give you um, for, for your career. But also just from a kind of a marketing standpoint, you need to be showing your your company, your employees, right? You need to be giving insights into what is life like on a day to day in your in your business. And to do that, show off the people that make it what it's all about like that's that's really what makes a difference i hear more so from any from gen z rather from than from any other generation like it's so important the experience that you have in terms of the social life and who you're working with and so on so bring that to life in your content with your marketing you know with your like linkedin lives or events or even just posts um and if you can you know we value diversity right so if you can get uh, a diverse range of people to be involved in that process otherwise you have that perception of i don't know whether i can kind of be 
myself or if, if I'm going to be comfortable in the organization and and, and you, you touched on that and it's an interesting sort of debate about adapting versus sort of being yourself um, but to some extent I do think especially early part of your career you know this is the first real you know full-time role that you've had you want to feel that you can be comfortable and confident in yourself um, there's there's kind of always going to be a balance with uh, kind of adapting in some ways to the, the company culture but um, I, I like to advise young people like part of the reason why companies have grad schemes and internships as placements is so that they can get this new fresh perspective that maybe they don't have you are an expert in your demographic and you know your age group and so on um, that's that's an insight that they don't have <laughs> that's an insight that they don't have and they really value that so what I, my advice I guess now for you going in is to uh, really be confident about that and don't be shy about kind of <laughs> going in there and disrupting the status quo mm. um, because that's that's kind of what you're paying for you know you, you don't want to be sort of um, just thinking ah I'm new or I'm young I don't know much you want to kind of go in and say no nah, I've got this fresh perspective maybe we can do things differently in this innovative way that's what employers really value um, and they're desperate to find people like yourself like the best the best students and grads out here so yeah, man. Congrats on getting your job. You've Thanks done uh, you've done a great, great, um, great role there that you've got, and I'm glad we're able to, you know, provide a little bit of support. And you've given some encouragement. I think that's going to help people uh, moving forward as well. So, uh, yeah. Anything else that you'd like to share? Anything we didn't cover? Any final words? Um, one little extra. I, I kind of mentioned it before, but just in case you forgot, EDX. Do some research on EDX because that will make your CV look so, so beautiful, man. If you have if you have the words Harvard and MIT on your CV, is is literally just uh, you'll see that you'll see the difference in failures and and uh, good results. Honestly, I love it. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. You've got to deal with Harvard or something. Are you like they're sponsoring you or something? <laughs> maybe after this video, you know, maybe no under the table doing nice, oh. Cool. All right, let's wrap it up there then. So thanks so much for joining, man. And uh, yeah, everyone at home. Subscribe if you're on YouTube or if you're on Google or Spotify or Apple or whatever. Hit that button. Keep us going. Give us a review. Give us a like. Um, you know that's what we that's what we need, guys. So yeah, thanks so much, Theo. Let's uh, let's leave it there.